Hi, thanks for joining us again today. Wherever you're watching from, we're glad that you're spending this time with us. I want to start today a two-part series called Wise Up. We could also call it It's Time to Wise Up. And we're going to be looking together at how we need to get wisdom. We're living in very interesting times and times where we need to walk wisely. What do I mean by walk wisely? Simply that we need to be making wise decisions and having good wisdom. So much going on in life. We've spoken about that over the last few weeks. So much going on, things changing. We need to be the people of God in the midst of these times, walking in a wisdom that's not of this earth, but comes from above. That's why I'm calling this series Wise Up. We're not looking for our wisdom in the things of this world, but rather we're saying, Heavenly Father, would you give us your wisdom to navigate these interesting times that we're in? You know, the book of Proverbs speaks a lot about wisdom, doesn't it? And when you read through the book of Proverbs, I love Proverbs chapter four. Firstly, in verse five, it says, get wisdom, get understanding. Bold statement. The writer of Proverbs says, get wisdom, get understanding. But then when you read into verse seven, it says this. I love this statement. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all you're getting, get wisdom, get understanding. So the writer of Proverbs is saying to us, don't make wisdom a secondary thing that you discover every now and then in all of your getting. When you're thinking of getting wealth, when you're thinking of getting family, when you're thinking of getting all the different things that make up the life we know, make sure that getting wisdom, not just wisdom, but God's wisdom is the principal thing in your life. So the Bible reveals there that wisdom is something that can get got. Let me say that again. Wisdom is something that can get got. It says in all you're getting, get wisdom, which means it's there for us to find. It's available, the increase of it, knowing wisdom beyond what we've known before. All of those things are available for those who set their heart on the pursuit of getting wisdom. So if wisdom is there to got got or get got, make sure you got it or get it. Hope that makes sense. Don't ask me to do that one again. Now, the choice that that leads us to then is simply this question. Well, where did you get it? If you're getting wisdom, if you're getting understanding, if you're increasing your wisdom, where are you getting or sourcing that wisdom from? Because you really, well, pretty much you have two choices, don't you? Number one, you can get your wisdom from this world, um, from this earth, from humans, uh, men, women that are of this earth, or you can choose to get your wisdom from God. The Bible clearly reveals that God wants us to know his wisdom. But how many times do we settle for the wisdom of this world or the wisdom of the people that claim to know everything in this world? Now, we need to be careful, you see, where we source our wisdom from, because your wisdom or the wisdom that you bring into your life is very creative in your life and has an effect in your life and in the lives of others too. Why? Because the wisdom that you source, wherever you source it from, this earth, the people of this earth, or from God, really works in shaping your philosophy. Do you know that you have a philosophy? It's true. It doesn't matter if you did well at school or not. You have a philosophy, 
And also, because you have a philosophy, you're a philosopher. Now, again, when we use that word philosophy, it sounds like a difficult word reserved for some. But it's a simple word that's made up of two words. Philosophy is made up of a word philo or philio and the word sophie or sophia. Now, the word philio means the natural love of something. And the word sophie or sophia means wisdom or understanding. So the word philosophy simply means the natural love of wisdom. Now, we need to be careful what we're allowing, what wisdom we're allowing into our life, not just in uncertain times, but at any time, because the wisdom that we embrace or we choose to love actually begins to shape our belief system. And then our belief system begins to develop our behavioural patterns. You see, the things that we do, our behavioural patterns, are the result of our belief system, the things that we believe to be true or correct. But our belief system is actually the produce of the wisdom that we've embraced or allowed to be true in our world. Now, I love the way that Proverbs 23, verse 7 puts this. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he or so is she. Think about that for a moment. As a person thinks in their heart, the conclusions, the things that a person says that is true are the results of wisdom that they've been exposed to or wisdom that they've accepted as true or wisdom that they've purposed or chosen to love. And that wisdom has created in them their belief system, the things that they believe to be right and wrong, good and bad. And from that belief system, a person will live true or live out what they believe to be true. So it's important that if philosophy is the produce of wisdom loved or embraced, that we're not sourcing our wisdom from lesser places than God, that we're not loving wisdom that's actually wisdom that God doesn't love or approve, or wisdom that God says that's not really wisdom at all. When we have the opportunity and the invitation to know God's wisdom in our lives. Now think about that for a moment. Wrong philosophy or having bad wisdom in your life can cause you to become a prisoner. But also having right philosophy or right wisdom in your life can cause you to experience not just life, but abundance of life and abundance of freedom. Now, remember what it says in John 10, verse 10, the thief, that's the enemy, comes only ever to kill, steal and destroy. But then Jesus says, but I have come that you would have life. That word life is the word zoe, and it means the God kind of life, the kind of life that God intended for you to know in your original design. Again, the choice is with us. Will we allow our lives to be affected by a thief or affected by one who wants to bring us into abundance of experience? I choose Jesus every time. Okay, you said, you, you may say that, Andy, you just said that a wrong philosophy or wrong wisdom can make a person a prisoner. Absolutely. Do you know the Apostle Paul said this when he was speaking to the Galatians? That he actually mentions this word philosophy, the love of wisdom, the natural love of wisdom. 
and he speaks of it as something if you're sourcing it from the wrong place, it can bring you into captivity. Let me read these verses to you. Colossians 2, verse 8. So Colossians 2, verse 8 says, Beware, that word means be careful. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Isn't that interesting that the Apostle Paul is using this word philosophy, the loving of wisdom. And he says, be really careful. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit based on the traditions of men and according to the basic principles of this world and not according to Christ. Can you see here that Paul is referencing again two types of wisdom? He's saying, make sure that nobody makes you a prisoner or a captive. Rather, experience the wisdom of God that brings us into life, the wisdom of Christ. But I love the way that he opens that up and he says that the wisdom of this world or the philosophies of this world are often based on empty deceit and they're based on the traditions of men and are in accordance to basic principles of this world that we live in when there's also a wisdom that's the wisdom that's in accordance to Christ. And here Paul is encouraging us to turn from other wisdom, turn to the wisdom that comes from God in Christ. So this is where we're using this example. We want to be people who wise up because we could look around and try and get the wisdom we need for our life from earthly people, uh, the traditions of our fathers, the traditions of those who went before us, things based on earthly principles, or we can lift our head higher and say, Heavenly Father, I would like your wisdom in my life because your wisdom is better than the wisdom of this world. I'm sure that you'll agree with me. That's a prayer that's worth praying. Do you know something else that's interesting? When we consider that there's a wisdom that comes from God and a wisdom of this world or this time and society we live in, we actually see in the book of James that God invites us to ask him for wisdom. That's powerful, isn't it? That God Almighty, the maker of all things, the maker of heaven and earth, actually invites us to come to him and ask him for wisdom when we need it. Maybe you've seen that in the Bible. Maybe you never have. Let's look at it together today. It's in the book of James chapter 1. And if you turn your Bibles to the book of James chapter 1, we're going to start reading from verse 5. Now listen very carefully. If any of you lacks wisdom, that's all of us, isn't it? In one area of our life or another, I don't believe there's anyone that's watching today that can say, I don't need wisdom, I've got all wisdom for everything. Every one of us have got sections in our life that need God's wisdom. We may be um, experts in some areas, but not experts in others. I'm constantly amazed by my own life that I can be so successful or an expert in one area and have wisdom working in one area 
But then I look at another area of my life and I can see I'm still living very dumb or being very stupid. I'm not bringing in or I haven't brought in the wisdom of God into that area also. Our hearts should be in our pursuit of being Christ-like to let the wisdom of God, not into some areas of our life, but into every area. If there's any area that lacks God's wisdom, let's come to God with humble hearts saying, Lord, give us your wisdom in that area we lack also. So it says in verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault or without reproach, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Let's break this verse down, because there's so much in it. Firstly, if you lack wisdom, the Bible says, simply ask God for it. Ask God for wisdom. And it says when we ask God for wisdom, he gives it to us generously. Another translation says in abundance. that He gives his wisdom generously in abundance to all. And this is the bit I like, without finding fault. Isn't that wonderful? When I look back on my life and I ask myself a question, why were there times that I didn't ask God for wisdom when I knew I needed it? Good question, right? The answer, I believe for me, is simply this. I always thought that if I came to the Lord for wisdom because I'd been stupid or I'd made stupid decisions or wrong decisions, he may give me wisdom, but first of all, he'd sit me down and say, all right, you're asking me for wisdom. Let's talk about, firstly, why you've been so silly in the stupid decisions you've made. And I think it was a fear of his reproach that sometimes stopped me coming to him and saying, Lord, give me wisdom. But here, God promises that if you lack it and you ask him for it, he will give it generously to everyone without reproach or without finding fault. He says it will be given to you. Isn't that simply wonderful? Why does God not give us reproach when we ask him for wisdom? Simple. He knows that the wisdom that he gives us will actually restore everything that's wrong. You see, he knows that when we come with humble hearts before him and say, Lord, I need your wisdom in this situation. Yes, he could sit there and explain to us how we've done wrong and the things we've done have been silly and stupid. But what would that really profit? God wants us to be growing in our walk and growing in wisdom. And he knows when we come to him for wisdom and he gives us his wisdom and then we apply his wisdom, actually what's in that wisdom will repair and make good anything of the error that brought us to a conclusion of needing his help. You see, God wants to bring you like a child into the fullness 
of the life that you can experience. But wisdom is a part of that life. So when we talk about God inviting us to come before him and ask him for wisdom, we need to realize that he will always provide it because he promised that he would. When I look back again on my life, I can see when there was an absence of wisdom, it wasn't that God wasn't giving it or offering it. I wasn't asking it. I wasn't asking for it or thinking I needed it. But the moment, maybe because of something going wrong or other wisdom failing, I came to the conclusion, I need better wisdom than what I've got. And I came to the Lord and asked him, he was always faithful to give me wisdom beyond what I'd known. And he'll be faithful to do that for you as well. Do you know, I can remember when I first discovered this verse and I discovered that there's a higher wisdom and a higher way of thinking. It changed so much in my life. Remember what it says in Isaiah chapter 55, you read verses eight to nine. It says that his ways are higher than our ways. His thinking, his thoughts are higher than ours. I can remember the first time when I read that in Isaiah, I thought that that was the Lord almost putting me in my place. That it was God saying to me, listen, my thoughts are higher. My ways of thinking are higher. My ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. You stay down there. I'm going to stay up here. When actually it wasn't God correcting me or putting me in my place. I see it now that it's God inviting me and inviting you to come up and join him. You see, God is in heaven, the author of all wisdom, all true wisdom. And he says to us, his children, his followers, don't settle for the wisdom of the world that's based upon the traditions of your fathers. Come to me and lift your thinking higher. Let me bring my high thoughts and my high ways into your life that's on the earth. And watch what happens when I do. I can remember the first time, like I said, that I discovered James 1, verse 5. I was in a situation where I needed to make some decisions, and they were really, really important decisions. They weren't decisions like what jumper shall I wear, what takeaway shall I order. These decisions would affect me, and they, were, they would affect my family as well. I needed to make some choices, and I needed wisdom to make the correct choices. And I remember praying one day, and uh, I just read this verse, James 1, verse 5. And I thought, okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this to the test. I'd not seen it um, really before. I'd not noticed this verse before, this invitation before. And I'll never forget, the house that we were living in was opposite a big field, and um, uh, the farmer used to let you walk on that field. And I can remember getting this verse and going for a walk across that field. And I remember praying, saying, Lord, I've got these decisions to make. And they're really important decisions, big decisions that don't just affect me. They affect Gina. They affect the children. I, I need wisdom, God. So I'm coming to you today and I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, to give me wisdom without reproach. Give me abundance of wisdom, just like you promised, Lord. Do you know what happened next was amazing. 
I started to think, uh, I started to think thoughts that weren't mine. I started to have ideas and see things in a different way, yet I'd not included or consulted anyone else that was human. Suddenly it was like God was downloading thoughts, ways, ideas, things to do with the choices that I had right into the inner person of who I was. But why should I be surprised? He promised that he would give me wisdom. He gives us wisdom in his word. The Bible is full of wisdom. But also he'll download um, wisdom into your spirit because the Holy Spirit now lives in you. Don't forget that the Bible clearly teaches that because we've now been born again, we now have the mind of Christ. The spirit of Christ is now alive in us. So when God wants to communicate his wisdom to us, he doesn't just bring it externally from words written in a book, but he can actually speak to us. Like the Bible says, deep can call out to deep. And I remember in that moment getting wisdom that helped me to make the right choices, which caused my life to go in a good direction. I also remember around that time, I really got lit up with this. I started asking God every day, and boy, I need to come back to doing that now. But every day I would say, Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you, Lord. Today, I know I lack wisdom in one area of my life or another. I ask you for wisdom, and I thank you that you give it to me in abundance without reproach. That's a good confession to add to your daily confessions in your prayer time, isn't it? And I can remember I started making incredibly wise decisions. I remember one time, Stuart, who's the executive pastor of Family Church, he rang me and I was, I was walking down the road and he said, Andy, I forget what it was, but he said, Andy, we've got three decisions to make or you've got three decisions to make and they're all important. And I said, go on and run them past me. And I've just been praying this prayer again. Lord, give me your wisdom. Give me your wisdom in abundance. And he ran past me the three decisions. And I could see the way forward really clear. And I remember saying to him, decision one, no. Decision two, yes. Decision three, wait. And later on, it was about a week later, Pastor Stuart came to me and he said to me, Andy, those three decisions that you made in that phone conversation were incredibly wise. They really helped the church to avoid very awkward situations. You see, God wants you and me to know his wisdom and to know his wisdom in our daily lives, not just for the big things, but the small things, too. God wants us to know wisdom that's beyond the wisdom of this world. That's why we're choosing together this week and next week to talk about wise up. But we're no, looking, no longer looking around to source wisdom that's merely principles learnt by men. But we're lifting our heads to see the wisdom that comes from God. Not only are we lifting our heads to see that wisdom, we're saying, Lord, Thank you. Let it be to me according to James 1 verse 5. Give me a wisdom in abundance without reproach. And I know my life will be better because you did. So my challenge for you today is 
Why not come before the Lord even today and just say, Lord, in those areas where I lack wisdom, I'm no, no longer going to pursue wisdom just in an earthly way of doing things or from earthly people. But I'm lifting my eyes to you. Lord, wherever I lack it, please give me it in abundance. We're going to be coming back next week and we're going to be carrying on this small two week series called Wise Up. And we're going to look at some things like how God's wisdom is better, how Solomon knew God's wisdom. And the wisdom that Solomon knew is the same wisdom that's available for us to know today. So make sure that you come back next week and join me. And we're going to carry on with this short series called Wise Up with a heart to get the wisdom we need for the time we're living in. God bless.